2: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.
0: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything to Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young.
3: And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco Land Rollers and Tillage Equipment. Here's what we got cooking today. The grain markets this week didn't move up or down as much. We'll hear more from PI Financial's Adam Piccolo about it. USASC's Livestock and Forage Center of Excellence getting more support from Saskatchewan and Ottawa. And Bill C-234. Private members' bill to exempt the carbon tax from grain grain drying and heating barns is stuck in the Senate. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
0: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
3: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, farmers insuring farmers. See municipalhail.ca. The grain market saw some movement this week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial Adam Picallo says the, number, the November canola contract rather, is the most active now and was down just $2 a ton on the week.
1: Uh, we are still above that 700 mark as we did see quite a jump up here this month already we did see as well too some volatility overall in the the soy market beans have been dropping this week soybean oil went limit down one day this week and continued lower as the U.S. actually lowered their, the EPA lowered their biofuel mandates, so that's uh, caused quite a bit of stir on the, on the soybean oil side of things. Uh, a bit of spillover to canola as well, too. On the Minneapolis wheat front, a little bit different of a story. We saw an increase of approximately 30 cents a bushel, so the wheat market's Uh, You know, we did see a bit of a move up. However, I am starting to see some fund profit taking here, it seems like right now. Um, I am actually recommending for clients to look at protecting some of their new crop, depending on, again, uh, how much they have sold. So it seems that this might be a bump up before maybe prices start to move a little bit
3: lower into harvest time. Is there any other factors that you see that uh, contribute to the current movement of the grain markets?
1: Uh, you know, in a few of them, uh, the U.S. dollars start to move back up again, uh, a little bit of a risk off appetite for the stock market, it seems right right now, uh, as well as another important factor is crude oil. Uh, we are below that $70 mark. Uh, crude has been kind of moving a little bit lower here recently. So uh, both of those factors can be a little bit negative here for the green market, uh, you know, in the coming weeks.
3: And what are some things uh, to look out for for next week? What's the outlook like?
1: You know, I definitely want to see Canola stay above that 700 mark on the November contract. Uh, Again, the July is coming, going to be expiring here soon. Uh, Again, looking at protection strategies. Another, another maybe one thing to watch too is how the Canadian dollar has jumped up above that 75 cents, uh, putting again, a little bit of, uh, downward pressure on kind of canola again going with the US dollar as well too. So, uh, definitely a couple of factors to kind of be watching. I know a lot of producers are kind of, uh, you know, watching their crops closely, talking with clients, kind of widespread rains kind of throughout the prairies. Some crops are looking great to others aren't so much. So that's when put options can really come in. And, uh, I do have a guide on my prairie commodities website if uh,
0: producers want to learn more.
3: Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial.
0: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves size matters. See Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. Prairieeaves Trough.ca. The launch pad at the Viterra International Trade Center was full of activity during this week's Canada's Farm show. And if you were down there, you probably noticed Sherilyn Jolie Nagel in the middle of it all. She was the host of the launch pad and covered it all from product launches to panel discussions.
4: We've gone through the day one, day two, day three, I just walked off the stage, and it it usually takes me the drive home to reflect on what has happened over the course of those chaotic three days. But for the most part, I'm really happy with the content that's come out. The speakers were incredible, and the stories that they shared were memorable. You know, I, I get the opportunity to walk around the show, meet some of the exhibitors that have spent a lot of time, energy and resources to be here at the show, hear what's new and exciting for them. So selfishly as a farmer, I want to be here because I want to learn what's happening in my industry and hear about some of the innovations. But I'm grateful that I get to host the Launchpad stage where I, it's my job to listen to the new information. It's my job to moderate some of the panels and ask some great questions and yeah I'm just having a really great time doing that job these days
3: She is also an advocate and farms near Mossbank Saskatchewan has a connection with Carson Green owner and creator of Everything Country Magazine
4: I do have a connection with Carson Green. Yes, I've watched him grow up uh, and honestly, just one of my favorite young entrepreneurs. I love seeing what's going to come out of Carson next and and his magazine is truly fantastic. Might seem like, you know, a 15-year-old putting out a little project, but honestly, this is a fantastic magazine, everything country magazine. He does his own editing, his own publishing, his own pictures, his own writing in there, and I, I really am inspired by young people that will take initiatives like that. Good on them.
3: Jolie Nagel also sits as an international director for the Global Farmer Network and had two of her colleagues up on the launch pad.
4: The topic was fertilizer mandate reductions, a global farmer perspective. So we had Judith Devore from the Netherlands. She's a dairy farmer and she also runs an education farm where she has, already so far this year, more than 9,000 people that have come to her farm. And her mission is to share with them you know, the, the real life science and stories of what it's like to be a farmer in the Netherlands today. And she's quite influential on the policy side of it. She was even a counselor herself for a dozen years or more. And the other speaker was Paul Temple, who is also a director with me on the board of the Global Farmer Network, and he farms in the U.K. And just a tremendous individual, a tremendous advocate for policy initiatives related to agriculture, uh, especially in in terms of trade and access to technology. So having them here to get, we've heard in, in Saskatchewan and in Canada what fertilizer mandates may or may not come to us in this in these borders but our government has a a lens or some binoculars if you will overseas to see what Europe is doing what they've already initiated so it was helpful for us to hear what happens from a farmer's perspective when those types of rules are put in place and I think there's some lessons for us to learn on that piece yeah so those were kind of some things that really stuck out for me.
3: Sherilyn Julie nagel was the host of Canada's farm show Launchpad that was on this past Tuesday to Thursday.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
3: Now today's ag review with Doug Falconer of GX94 brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally
5: owned Integra Tire dealers. The National Coalition of Export Focused Agriculture Commodity Organizations is voicing major frustration following final approval of Bill C 282 in the House of Commons. The private members' bill, brought forward by a Bloc Quebecois MP, aims to prevent Canada's trade minister from making any further concessions on supply managed commodities, dairy, chicken, eggs, and turkey, in international trade negotiations. MPs approved the bill at third reading on Wednesday by a 262 to 51 margin. It was promptly given first reading in the Senate later the same day. Dan Darling, president of the Canadian agri food Trade Alliance, says CAFTA members are profoundly disappointed the bill was adopted at third reading. He says right off the bat, Canada will be going into trade negotiations at a disadvantage. Monthly supply and demand projections from Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada were left mostly unchanged in June, as the Department awaits updated acreage estimates from Statistics Canada at the end of the month. Only corn saw any adjustments in the numbers from May, with a 200,000 metric tonne increase in 2022-23 exports, now at 2.05 million tonnes resulting in 100,000-ton reductions in current and new crop corn ending stocks at 2.4 million and 2.2 million tonnes, respectively. Wheat ending stocks were left unchanged at 3.98 million metric tonnes for 2022-23 and 5.8 million tonnes in 2023-24, Canola ending stocks were also left unchanged at the relatively tight levels of 650,000 metric tons for the current crop year and 600,000 tons in 2023-24. In its commentary, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada cautioned that volatility in the world's grain markets remains above normal on generally unseasonable warm northern hemisphere temperatures and mixed moisture conditions, along with the disruptions caused by Russia's war against Ukraine. Proposals to increase a crop chemical's maximum residue limits, or MRLs, on foods and food crops in Canada can again seek federal approval after being put on temporary hold two years ago. Among several other changes, a planned new package of federal regulatory amendments will put a gradual end to a pause imposed in August of 2021 on such proposed MRL increases, which are overseen by Health Canada's Pest Management Regulatory Agency or PMRA. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibot, Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos and Environment Minister Stephen Guilbeault announced the planned amendments in what are billed as Canada's next steps towards a sustainable approach to pesticides management while giving farmers the tools they need to keep providing reliable access to safe and nutritious food. The term MRL refers to the highest legally allowed amount of pesticide residue that may remain on or in food when a pesticide is used according to label directions. The governments of Canada and Manitoba have committed to bolstering Manitoba's competitive advantages in value-added agricultural processing and renewable transportation fuel processing. To support this initiative, they're investing $2.9 million over two years in Asia Sustainable Fuel Corporation's Front End Engineering Design, or FEED study, for a sustainable aviation fuel, known as SAF, processing facility near Portage-la-Prairie. This investment will not only drive Manitoba towards a low-carbon future, but it will also benefit local agricultural producers. The facility, estimated to cost $1.9 billion, will produce about 1 billion litres of SAF per year, primarily using Canadian feedstock, such as canola and soybean oils. The project is expected to create 1,500 construction jobs and around 150 permanent specialized jobs once operational. Additionally, the construction of the facility will have a significant impact on Manitoba's economy, contributing $2 billion in total. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Falconer.
0: It's your Weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
3: The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunshine, high of 26 degrees. Tonight, clear sky, low of 12. Tomorrow, sunshine then becoming partly cloudy near noon, high of 26, a low of 12. Sunday, partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, high of 28, the low of 13. On Monday, staying partly cloudy, high of 27. Monday night, cloudy and a 30% chance of showers, a low of 14 degrees. Tuesday, staying partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers again, high of 26. Tuesday night, cloudy, another 30% chance of showers low of 15. Wednesday, just partly cloudy, high of 26, the low 14. Thursday, partly cloudy, high of 26. Normal highs for this period are at 24, lows 10. Sun rose at 447 this morning, and the sun will set at 914 again tonight. Taking a look around the province, Estevan 21 degrees, Saskatoon 24, Swift Current and Weyburn are at 22, Yorkton 25. One of the warm spots in saskatchewan is at last mountain at 24 cool spot is in collins bay at 17 in regina partly cloudy winds from the east at 19 kilometers an hour humidity at 27 percent temperature at 24 degrees or 76 fahrenheit barometric pressure is at 101.7 and falling in Moose Jaw, also partly cloudy winds from the east at 13 kilometers an hour temperature 25 degrees Again in Regina, part the cloudy, east wind at 19, 24 degrees is the temperature. Back in a moment.
0: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougallAuction.com. Another funding commitment through the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau and Provincial Agriculture Minister David Merritt announced $6.6 million over five years in support of the Livestock and Forage Center of Excellence. Merritt says the funding will help the center's ongoing research on beef, bison and forage that supports growth of the livestock industry.
6: It's a state-of-the-art facility, it's one of its only of its kind in virtually North America. That looks at all aspects of the livestock sector, from you know the cow calf operation right into the background and finishing off of the of the cattle as well. So it's very important for us. That, uh, obviously, the livestock industry in this province is an important part of our economy and our growth, and we want to ensure that and make sure that uh, obviously that the livestock industry has all the tools they need to uh, produce obviously high quality beef and, uh, and bison here in the province of Saskatchewan.
3: Barrett says the great thing about the center is it attracts bright young minds everywhere.
6: Not only from within the province of Saskatchewan or even Canada, but uh, even internationally and culturally. The room today, uh, the tent was full of bright young minds that are really interested in in uh, livestock research, both from, uh, you know beef and a bison side of it. And it's great to see those bright young minds and of them stay here in the province, whether they work uh, in conjunction with the university or somebody else, or even if, they're, if they decide to take a career within the Ministry of Agriculture. We're always looking to bright young minds, and uh, hopefully, we can attract and keep most of these minds here.
3: Marin explained the different kinds of research the center is doing in addition to bison, beef, and forage.
6: Different grasses, different mixtures. Uh, even around water quality and, and aspects of that, um, the research is incredible. And I think that, you know, one of the things we're you know, looking at is the importance of the livestock sector, even to our native prairie. And uh, the importance to the survival of native prairie with that and how it really works well together with the livestock sectors.
3: The center's director, Dr. Scott Wright, said in a news release, this funding will enable them to grow capacity in the livestock and forage sectors through the dynamic and innovative integrated research, education and outreach conducted at the centre by students, scientists and their staff team. The funding announcement was made this week at LFCE's Summer Field Day presented by Canadian Western Agribition. For the second time in four years, a bill that got overwhelming support from all the opposition parties in Ottawa is firmly wedged in the Senate. Bill C-234, the carbon tax exemption for propane and natural gas when used on farm, won't make it to third reading until sometime this fall. Federal Tory ag critic John Barlow, who's also the co-chair of the Commons Ag Committee, doesn't see the bill being passed before the summer break.
2: Obviously, we were really hopeful that uh you know that this would move through because we had such strong support in the house of commons we, we didn't see um, you know any any concerns uh, but the that we we had a liberal senator that was that was holding it up and and uh, was refusing to speak on it and, and get it moved to the, the committee quickly more quickly, uh, so it's it's just simply run out of run out the clock and it's unfortunately when you have a you know a, a urban Quebec lawyer senator that's uh, you know dictating a pretty important bill for Canadian Canadian farm families and, and Canadian agriculture but uh, yeah hopefully it uh, will be uh, dealt with quickly in a timely fashion when. We return of the fall and, and get this done.
3: A predecessor to C-234 died in the Senate when the Prime Minister called an election in 2021. When asked if Canadians are in the right to feel frustrated, excuse me, feel frustrated about a bill being held up in by unrele- unelected senators, Barlow said yes.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think the Senate has a role, certainly, but, uh, you know, uh, when you have such a strong majority of elected officials in the House of Commons, uh, you know across party lines, you have you know conservatives, NDP, Green Party, um, even some um, members of the, the the Liberals went across uh, you know across party whip and, and voted in favor of this. Uh, to see that kind of support in the House of Commons be kind of given the the cold shoulder in the Senate is, is frustrating, uh, especially when we see the costs, uh, high input costs that farmers are facing. Uh, you know, an increase in the carbon tax on April 1st. Now a second carbon tax coming in on July 1st, which is going to continue to increase those input costs on farmers. Uh, you know, they, they need a break. They need to be economically viable. And uh, there seems to be a real disconnect when, when people don't understand that when you add these these taxes onto uh, farmers and other parts of the food chain, it, it impacts the, the cost of the grocery store as well. So it's not just farmers who are paying this. Uh, every Canadian consumer is also paying it.
3: John Barlow is the conservative ag critic and co-chair of the Commons Ag Committee.
2: You're
0: listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Anarcola Building Supplies, Small Town Lumber Yard, Big On Service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com There's been a new twist in the ongoing bread price scheme that's been making headlines in Canada for years. This week, Canada Bread, which is now owned by a Mexican company, agreed to pay $50 million in fines to settle the long-standing dispute. The scheme involved some of Canada's largest companies conspiring together to fix the price of certain baked goods. The two main players at the time the scheme started to unravel, was Maple Leaf Foods, which owned Canada Bread and Loblaw and their bakery division, Western Foods. The Western family claimed that other grocery companies were also in on the scheme, so the Competition Bureau has been investigating Metro, Sobey's, Walmart, and Giant Tiger. Sylvain Charlebois, Canada's food professor, has been following this story for years and says despite the omission from Canada Bread this week, this issue is far from being resolved.
7: There's still five companies involved in an investigation we haven't heard from, uh, or at least they've denied everything. That would be Giant Tiger, Walmart, Metro, and Sobase. And, uh, of course, we need to include Maple Leaf Foods. And Maple Leaf Foods, I have to tell you, they got an- some answers to provide now because now Canada Bread, the new owners of Canada Bread are admitting guilt. So what exactly is going on in Maple Leaf Foods? And they are involved. With other verticals back in grocery store for example meat are they doing the same thing with meat prices
5: and I can imagine the lawsuit from that the Mexican company is going to file because they claim they knew nothing about this price fixing scheme when they bought Canada bread back in 2014
7: that's right so I had a chance to talk to uh, to the company yesterday, and I did ask the question, why Why six years? I mean, the last time we heard about the bread price fixing scandal was back in 2017 when Loblaws uh, admitted uh, to, uh, to fixing prices along with Western Bakeries. Uh, since then, nothing. They did buy the company in 2014, so why not come forward earlier? My guess is that because of food inflation, because people are now talked about the bread situation again. It came back in the news recently. That's probably why uh, Group of Bimbo decided to settle the issue once and for all, and uh, and and they're now looking at legal options against Maple Leaf Foods.
3: That's Canada's food professor Sylvain Charlebois.
0: Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
3: The market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down six dollars and ten cents to seven twenty-two forty-two. Number one red spring wheat is down a dollar sixty-eight cents at three ninety-four forty-eight a metric ton. The rest were unchanged. Durham three ninety-six sixty-one. Feed barley 340.61, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 541. Rather 501.98, lentils 743.48, oats 245.32, yellow peas 360.80, feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is down five cents at eight dollars and seventy-five cents a bushel. It's
0: the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
3: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
2: Good afternoon, this is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. Just over 500 head on offer at a regular sale this past Tuesday, with the market a touch stronger. Them good cows are a dollar fifty to a dollar sixty with sales up to a dollar sixty six. The medium cows are a dollar thirty to a dollar fifty. Them good young heifers are a dollar ninety-five to two twenty with sales up to two thirty. The good bulls are a dollar sixty five to a dollar seventy five with sales up to a dollar eighty three. Just a little housekeeping here, no sale, July fourth, office will be closed july third through the tenth. That's your update for the week. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. Good day and good selling. Now the
3: latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. They continue to rise as it's currently at $214.18 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young.
3: Now the resource report brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. It'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank. Call Mazank. 306-721-6667. New rules prohibiting wage-fixing and no-poaching agreements kick in today across the country in an effort to crack down on companies undermining competition at employees' expense. It is now a criminal offense for two or more employers to form deals that fix, maintain, decrease, or control wages. The same goes for agreements that prevent companies from hiring or soliciting each other's employees The federal government made amendments to the Competition Act's conspiracy provision in June 2022. The penalty for violating the wage-fixing and no-poaching provisions includes imprisonment for up to 14 years and or a discretionary fine. The amendment applies only to PACs between unaffiliated employers. Ottawa and Yellowknives Dene First Nation have signed a procurement framework agreement for the cleanup of Giant Mine. The federal government says its commitment to increase procurement opportunities for Indigenous people through the more than $4 billion Giant Mine Remediation Project. The deal means the First Nation will have more oversight of how the project awards contracts and there will be tougher penalties for companies that don't meet Indigenous hiring commitments. Giant Mine is one of Canada's most contaminated sites. On the markets, the TSX is down 127 points at 19,453. The Dow is down 138 points to 33,808. Oil is down 65 cents, $68.86 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 75.80 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowinCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.